With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Police say a gas leak is the likely cause of the house explosion last month that sent several people to the hospital. A forensic expert examined the scene at the Bayfield Crescent residence in Newlands. The report is in now, and police say it appears to have been caused by a gas leak. No other details were provided, and the investigation, we're told, remains underway. A six-figure fine for a local fast food chain, Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman carried out an investigation on a local fast food chain which resulted in levying an administrative fine of 125,325 CI dollars which was collected on June 15th. The investigation was initiated based on information WORC received. With the collaboration of the Department of Labor and Pensions, DLP, the investigation advanced which resulted in finding 14 counts of employing persons outside the terms of their permit and one count of making a false representation to work. Deputy Director of Compliance at Work, Mr. Mervyn Manderson, encourages employers to ensure staff have valid work permits and that their duties match the occupation on the permit that has been approved by work. Persons can make a complaint to work by emailing workcomplaints, that's W-O-R-C-complaints at gov.ky or online by visiting worc.ky. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Now is the time to act if we are not to let the problem spiral out of control. That's the leader of the opposition, the Honorable Roy McTaggart there, releasing a statement critical of the pact government's handling of matters related to crime and crime prevention. The government and the opposition must use whatever means of persuasion available to influence positive results regarding security for all who live on our islands including increasing resources to law enforcement if needed. Regrettably, while the rising number of armed robberies is causing widespread concern in our communities, the packed government remains far too quiet on crime and crime prevention. In an eight-minute video message, Mr. McTaggart outlined a series of recommendations which ranged from supporting police hotspots to more work on helping offenders stay on the straight and narrow. We have reached out to the Office of the Premier for a response to the comments. Meantime, Georgetown members of Parliament, the Honorable Sabrina Turner and the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, announced a public meeting to talk about crime. That meeting will include representatives from the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service for what's described as a frank discussion about crime levels in our community, as well as to talk about crime prevention strategies. The meeting is scheduled for Thursday, July 13th at 7 p.m. at Constitution Hall. That is at 43 Fort Street in Georgetown. The final public meeting of the Electoral Boundary Commission is tonight in Bodentown, starting at 7 p.m. at the Olin McCoy Primary School. It is an opportunity to get a first-hand look at some of the proposed changes to the electoral districts. Dr. Lisa Hanley, chair of the commission, was on Radio Cayman's talk today this afternoon. There's been a lot of population growth and a lot of population shifting, and so it really is time to look at the boundaries because you want to have constitutionally sound districts that do not deviate very much in population. The Commission has been presenting its recommendations in a series of meetings. The maps and proposed changes have been posted to elections.ky and involve changes to boundaries in 15 of the 19 constituencies. One of the major potential changes could lead to additional parliamentary seats in the Bodentown area due to population growth in those areas. In case the Parliament decides to add another seat, we've drawn a Bodentown map that does include five constituencies that would, in fact, meet international standards 
standards and would be much fairer for the voters and the representatives who have to represent those people. They would have districts that were more in line with the districts in Georgetown and West Bay. And the reason for that is that the population in Bordentown mm-hmm. has grown tremendously. Right. Because that's the area that the locals are able to move into and where land is available. And if it was just left at four constituencies, they'd just be totally overpopulated. Adriani Webb there, one of the three members of the commission. We also heard today from fellow commissioner Dr. Steve McField. This is one of the important factors that drives our democracy. The um, the excise of the vote and the and, and the international standards um, say that the vote should be equal as possible between the electoral districts, and this that is very important. If you cannot make it to the meeting, you can still watch the live stream online at facebook.com forward slash elections office. You can also dial in via Zoom. You can find the details on how to do that at electionsoffice.ky. Now, if you'd like to see or hear the interview from our Talk Today program this afternoon, you can find that online on Radio Cayman's YouTube channel as well as on our Facebook page. Roadworks are expected to be complete soon as government looks to open up public farming plots in the eastern districts. I am happy to say that we are at the goalpost right now with that land. The land lease policy has been created. We've carried the paper to caucus for full support of um, getting subdividing that lot into one-acre lots and um, getting ready to ask for permission from planning for clearing of the property. And as soon as that is done, um, in collaborating and working with the Ministry of Lands, um, with their team, coming out to help uh, identify the boundary markers for us, um, which they, I think they have already started with the entrance for the road. I must say that it's actually moving pretty swiftly. Speaking to fellow MPs in Finance Committee recently, Planning and Agriculture Minister, the Honorable J.E. Banks, anticipates the road will be complete in the next few months. We're calling it an agropark. Right off the bat right now, it will have to be wells that are being drilled in there for them to get water. We're actually looking at maybe building a restroom facility out there and a sorting facility on that particular grounds, as we've seen from other countries, what they have done in their agroparks, so that we can definitely help the farmers a lot better when it comes to for them having an area to sort all of their produce and stuff that they're they're growing and everything out there. In terms of applications for residents looking to snag a piece of land in the agro park? I would say as soon as we can get the road quickly put in, we can start to go through with the application process lot by lot. So, you know, maybe sometimes I move a little bit quicker than others, but I would I am hopefully to say within two to three months we should be able to get those applications going. Planning and Agriculture Minister, the Honorable J.E. Banks. With the summer months truly heating up our days, the Cayman Islands Humane Society reminds us all to be extra considerate with our pets. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sollins explains. Everyone who calls the Cayman Islands home has a similar start to their day. As we walk out of our front door, the first thought is usually along the lines of, how is it possible for it to be this hot? Kimberly Manderson, clinic supervisor at the Cayman Islands Humane Society. If you feel hot outside, you can imagine that your pet probably feels really hot too. So, um, you know, making sure that if you feel the need to be out of the sun and in the shade, that they do as well, probably more so even than us. Manderson continues by giving some helpful tips on pet care in the hottest months. Of course, some are common sense, but sense isn't always common. Um, I would say that definitely making sure that your pets have access to fresh water all the time, whether they're inside or outside, especially during the the hot months. And um, if they are outside, having access to shade 
And, of course, the pavement can be very, very hot on their feet. So if you tend to walk your pets doing it early in the morning or in the evening when the sun has gone down or it's a lot cooler for you, it will also be a lot cooler for them. There are some products on the market to help protect your pet's paws. And in this heat, you have to even take their fur into consideration. I would recommend speaking to your vet and then your groomer in regards to a proper haircut for your pets. If, uh, depending on the breed, actually, um, some, some breeds we advise not to groom them or not to cut their fur shorter than it is. Some breeds we would recommend it of this type of climate. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. Thank you, Felicia. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.